Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. What? <laughs> what? Okay. Yes. 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 Uh, it's, well, it's it's early again, but it's not too bad this time. Yeah, because the clocks have gone back, so we've got a bit of light. Yeah, even though the blinds are closed. The so blinds are you closed. You can kind of tell there's light out there. Yeah. Um, but how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. Uh, anything new? Actually, yeah, there is something kind of new. You've decided to um, postpone your going back to university until you're diagnosed so that you can uh, get all the the burger assistance. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, not that I actually feel like I need that much help. I imagine there's people out there that have way worse things or more like, I don't know, triggers than I do. But uh, my main thing is I can't do presentations, uh, like standing up. I mean, one, it's group work, but you're put into this group with people you don't know and Mm. expected to come up with a presentation in about two weeks. I can't, I can't uh, like start talking to people I don't know until I've known them for about two weeks. So I usually can't, like, it's just this, that sort of element to it. Yeah, so it's the it's that getting to meet new people and then also just standing up and presenting. The last presentation I did, I ended up sort of having a go at the person that was judging it, which wasn't a good idea on my part, but I didn't mean to. But I said something I'd been really nervous about saying my piece in this presentation. And when I got it out and had said it quite shakily, Like, at the end, he first came to me and asked me to repeat myself. And I just went, no, were you not listening? I just didn't get... I didn't realise that he hadn't, like, understood. I just instantly felt targeted and ended up sort of having a go, which, no. So that's the only thing I really need. Um, uh, I think I don't know if I'd need anything else they said that maybe just because I really struggle in lectures uh because I can't listen to I don't take in things from listening I'm never being like a listener that is in the way that I learn I find it really difficult to stay focused on something um if I've got to listen to it so they said that I could maybe get like a scribe who writes down quite like in-depth notes that I can go over afterwards which would be great if I could get that however that's not something that I'm like feel like I don't mind if I got that that would be great but if not whatever like she did go on about the money and financial side quite a lot because I think that was what she thought I was after but I'm not like I'm sure there are people out there that definitely do need that but for me that's not like my motivation for getting this, I would really just like to not, or to have some sort of help with the presentation. Did they say what assistance they give to people on the spectrum for presentations? Because obviously uh, taking notes and like you said, you find it hard to listen to people talking um, for long periods of time. Uh, We've done episodes on this before. Same for me. Um, Like I, Exact same problem. So I get that, that you've got someone that's going to take the notes for you uh, yeah. and they're going to write down everything 
I suppose, in a way that makes sense to you. And then I guess after the lecture, they go over the notes. And if there's bits that you're like, what does this mean? They explain it to you. Yeah. But what do they do about the presentation? Do you just not do the presentation? Because otherwise, what do you have? Like, you make the presentation up and what you're going to say. And then this same person does the presentation for you? or No, I think... Um... I think that's something that isn't necessarily part of the team, as in the team you go to for assistance. Uh, I can't remember what the actual team's called. I think it's called like ASL or something like that, ADL. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think I'd do that through the team. I think I'd do that through my course leader. Um, but I think it would be something like maybe instead of doing presentations because presentations they only come to I think like 10% of that module and I do six modules a year so it's a really small percentage of my overall grade so I think what it would be is something like instead of doing the presentation I'd write an essay on what the presentation's about okay. or something like that um yeah which would be a lot better for me yeah I mean um it's good that you're doing it this way like it's one of the things I I kind of regret about university is I went through the whole thing with no diagnosis and I kind of came out the end of it with I, I suppose I got a degree but it, it was quite average and I've never used it and I found the whole uni thing like impossible essays uh like recommended reading and all the stuff I can't do yeah. um so as much as you know, like we've said that you don't need a diagnosis. I suppose you don't need a diagnosis unless you need it for something like this because you've told the university that you are awaiting a diagnosis and you've gone past the first stage of the screening process and they're pretty... I think they're like... They definitely think something's there, so you're going to get diagnosed. But um, they've said you need an official diagnosis before they're doing anything yeah. about it, which is um, odd. I mean, it's not the university's job, I suppose, to identify it. But no. um, like I said before, like with my degree, I did um, I did like script writing, so like to, for films and TV and that kind of thing. And it was funny because if you look at all the feedback for all the scripts, they all talk about how my characters don't have like normal emotional responses. Uh, this character lacks empathy and like this character... Uh, yeah, people wouldn't react in these situations in this way and I was looking at it and thinking well yeah they would yeah. that's like how I'd do it and like it's bizarre looking at my notes because it's it's um it's almost it's almost like a diagnosis there yeah yeah <laughs> you and, like, just with don't my, realize with my like um essays and like the what's it what's I'm looking for there the um what's that side of it called what do you call that academic coursework no, oh, the, no. like the so the essays the oh um, right yeah um What's the thing you have to write at the dissertation. end? Dissertation. That's the one. The dissertation. Yeah, I like diagnosis. <laughs> uh, it began with a D. Like those sort of things, like the recommended reading. The amount of notes you see on there where it just says, did you do the reading? Yeah. Um, and like your sentences are all jumbled up and like this kind of thing. There's loads of like, I feel like big like um, flags or signals that say there's like some sort of like learning disability with me, yeah. uh, with all my work. But they just kind of just thought I wasn't like bothered about my whole thing so it's good that you're getting this for like your last year um, yeah because yeah like especially presentations I had to do presentations too and um yeah getting up in front of people and talking I didn't have a see I think the difference is is I would be weird about it before I did it because I wasn't sure how it was going to go 
But then when I got up and started talking in front of people, I'm fine. Like I've done it a few times in various different situations and yeah. I'm okay with it once I get going. Uh, it's just that initial, um, I can't plan it. So like with presentations, I don't plan what I'm going to say. Um, like there's been a couple of occasions where I've had to do like public speaking as well, where I didn't plan what I was going to say. Yeah. I just get up and start talking, uh, kind of like how we do this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about until I start talking about it. Um, so I'm good with that. But if I plan it and think I've got to say this and I've got to say that and I've got to say this, I spend like days before I'm about to do it thinking about what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, how I should yeah. start it, what points I should cover. And I just become really obsessive about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm writing down like the points I need to cover and then I'm trying to memorize it. And the whole thing's too stressful. But I found that if I just start talking, um, for example, there's this interview that's coming up for me soon. Yeah. Uh, and I'm terrible in interviews. Uh, and it's the same thing there. I have tried to plan what I'm going to say. And yeah. people are trying to give me pointers on how I should be and what I should do. Uh, but that seems to just be like giving me like massive anxiety. Um, so I've decided to just forget about it. Yeah. And when it happens, we'll just see what happens. I don't interview well, but I think that's because it's such a weird like situation. Um, you're the opposite, actually. You interview all right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, well, with me, the thing I hate about presentations is I hate being the centre of attention. Yeah, I hate right. having any sort of attention drawn to me. So being stood up and talking and having everyone essentially have to listen to what I'm saying, that is just a high-pressure thing. Interviews, I don't know why I'm quite good at interviews. It's a weird one. I mean, you interviewed me for the position that I do now. Yeah, Um well, I think that's because I don't, I don't know if it's my interview technique, but then obviously you've had other interviews with that that weren't done by me. Yeah. Um, yeah, interviews like it's it's one of those things where everybody knows the rules and everyone knows how to do it, except me. Yeah. Like my mom's tried to help me and she's told me the standard like this is what you need to do for an interview, and I've had like interview training and people have talked to me about interviews. Um, but the whole thing seems alien um, and doesn't make any sense. So like it's it's odd that everybody seems to know like, well, this is what you're supposed to do. You have to say these things. Yeah. You have to come across like this. Everyone knows like the, which for me, I think is one of the reasons I have a problem with interviews because everybody knows like this is how you do an interview, which I just think if it's this forced formula that everybody knows and everybody knows how to follow it and everyone yeah. knows what to do, then why is this person that's hiring you like even bothering yeah. because they know that you know the the rules of the like conversation they know that they know what to do and it's just how well they can play the interview game yeah you know how good they are at like this like weird um stage scene like who's like the best at it who's the best actor essentially like do you know what it, I mean? yeah it is um, that. and for me that just seems like pointless how do you decide that this person's good for the job just because they're good at doing this thing that necessarily doesn't mean they're going to be good at the job they're applying for because they've used the same interview technique for any job they've applied to, no matter what the job was. Yeah. And that got them in. So, like, it just, for me, kind of feels like, well, then what's the point? Um, like, with anything like that. It's why when I do my interviews, as you've noticed, I don't really structure them. I just start a conversation yeah. with someone and I just see what happens with what they say. But I don't have the set thing. And a lot of people that I've interviewed... I've said that it's unusual the way I interview or uh, they've never had an interview like that before and that's because I refuse to stick to the standard interview formula. I just tend to make people feel like relaxed, calm yeah. and just have a chat. 
Except when I did it with you. I think with you I was a little bit... You were brutal. Yeah, but like... Uh, <laughs> it, was, you know, it, was, it was different. It's not like uh, hiring you for working for the company. It was like a promotion interview. So you have to be kind of different with that because you're talking to somebody that always... I still liked job. it. I still yeah. preferred the... Like I... That felt more like a, I guess, standard interview. But it was good. You were quite harsh, but I I liked that. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, uh, we have a topic topic for this week um the topic for this week do you even know what the topic no. this week is no uh well so it's another one based on uh somebody on our facebook page uh mm-hmm. so uh you know plug for that damn asperger's on facebook <laughs> uh somebody asked us about social media in general and how we feel about it obviously we're okay with it in the sense of we have a Facebook page uh, <laughs> and there's a group on the Facebook page that this question came through. Like, um, share and subscribe. <laughs> can you subscribe? I don't know. You're just, say, you you're just saying that because you've heard that on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the other two, I don't know what subscribe is. I don't know either. So, follow, follow it. Yeah, yeah. And Join it. Yeah. Um, but I suppose we're not talking about like social media in the sense of because social media for me, I can't decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing for those on the spectrum. Well, the, I think the question that the guy on the page asked was more, do we think that it will become less obvious that you're on the spectrum with the growth of social media? Because nowadays it is more common to not talk to people in person, but to talk to them online. Uh, and you don't have to leave your house as much like if yeah. you want to do food shopping but you don't want to go out you can order it in I, i'm i think he was more talking about just the way we communicate with people now is digitally but yeah i suppose um i kind of like i said yeah which is you're right um it would be harder to spot someone because a lot of people now uh nt or as uh you see most people will talk to people through their phone they've got their phone out all the time when they're on like yeah a bus or in a restaurant or whatever like i see it all the time people just on their phone not talking to the person that stood next to them yeah but talking to somebody else that's on their phone somewhere else in the country so yeah i don't know if it makes it harder to recognize that someone's on the spectrum because i i don't know if this is like actually what's happening but it's weird because people are using like technology to talk to people obviously like all over the place that they haven't seen uh, i mean that's how technically our podcast works is people hear it everywhere True, yeah but um i suppose if people aren't really talking to each other face to face anymore um and just on their phones it could be considered that it would be hard to spot because obviously people on the spectrum probably use their phones tablets technology that kind of thing all the time in public i imagine for us it can be used as a way to distract us from the things that are around us. You yeah. know, I'm sure there's like parents out there that have a child on the spectrum who's freaking out because they're in a shop or a busy environment or somewhere that's loud or somewhere that's causing like a sensory overload and giving them like headphones with some music to a tablet yeah. that's just got something that's like distracting for them is something that they... um you know, could need to help them. And I can see it like in a sense of with that kind of thing, that's more like a technology thing. It's it's kind of like me and uh, like video games. Yeah. Um, I don't play them a lot, but when I do, it is like a good way to distract myself from anything that I'm thinking about. I feel like 
and I've tried other methods a bit, but for some reason computer games seem to be the thing that if I play them, uh, it distracts me from any of my like obsessive thought processes. Yeah. So I can see it for that. But social media, I think initially I thought it was good for me because obviously I do the thing where I blend in. Yeah. I do the thing where I try and appear NT uh, yeah. a lot. And for me, Facebook, Instagram, um, they were things that I could use to appear more neurotypical. Yeah. Um, I used it as a way to pretend I was social, you know, because yeah. I could just write a status or, you know, comment on somebody's whatever. And that's like the equivalent of small talk, I suppose, commenting on like someone's picture. Um, yeah. It's it's almost the same as like when you meet someone and going, oh, did you have a good day or how was your holiday? Which is something I don't do. I don't do small talk with anyone um, because there's, I don't, feel like uncomfortable silences with people when I'm with them uh, no. like I never have done I will happily stand next to someone and not talk yeah you can see that they're getting uncomfortable like I can see it I can physically see them either like pretending that they are doing something or that they you can tell they want to talk because they know in these situations when you're stood about um you're supposed to be saying something and they don't want to but like for me, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Although I found now like more so these days with phones and that kind of thing. Now when I'm in an uncomfortable silence with someone that's NT, just get the phone out. So yeah. like, do you know what I mean? They they use it as a way to cope with like I suppose an NT thing that's weird for them. But like in the past, I I won't get my phone out. I'll just <laughs> stand there in silence, uh, and they're just like, oh, uh, why are we not talking? <laughs> Um, but I suppose commenting on someone's photo or like that kind of thing is a way that makes me seem like I'm normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can see that. If like, say somebody had a new puppy and they bring their puppy to me and I don't go, I don't go, oh, new dog. Oh, look at your dog and that kind of thing. I can be seen as like, that's weird. Everybody else ever has commented on my dog. This guy, no comment on my dog. Facebook, quick. Oh, look at your dog. Do you know what I mean? Oh, look, he's normal. Um, so like, <laughs> it's... um. For me, it was like a good way to do that. It was a good way to, you know, because I, 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 when it's people's birthdays, like I've never someone that says happy birthday to someone on their birthday. Uh, I've never done it. it yeah. it's, it's, it's weird for me to say it. You know, like if I'm talking to somebody on the phone or in person and it's their birthday, and I know it's their birthday. <sighs> like if I know it's their birthday and they say it's their birthday, like I know that the NT thing to do is to go happy birthday, but I just sort of like either don't say it or I have to really struggle to go, yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I just can't do it. But Facebook, Facebook, you get the notification, happy birthday. Uh, and then you just go click, type it, post it, done. Looks like yeah. I'm bothered. Um, but really, like, birthdays are one of those things that I also, a bit like Christmas, I don't get. Uh, yeah. I don't get why it's a thing. But it's a thing. Um, so yeah, for me, I use social media as a way to appear normal. Uh, like if I did post pictures, I'd post pictures of, well, actually no, I never post pictures of like this normal stuff. I've never taken like a picture of my dinner or, do you know what I mean? I don't post like loads of like selfies or like, I don't do like that kind of thing, but I will post stuff. But I've noticed that anybody I know and like, you know, like how I'm able to, Try and I try and play the are they on the spectrum game when I talk to people. Yeah, I've kind of started doing that with social media now because you can tell, sort of, even if it's someone that posts regularly, you can tell if they're on the spectrum based on the things they always talk about on Facebook um, and the photos they post. So if you know what you're looking for, 
Uh, I found that social media is still a way to identify people without actually meeting them. I've got a few people on Facebook that I know are autistic and I knew that before I added them on like yeah. Facebook and that kind of thing. But if you look at like their stream of posts, like you can tell that they're on the spectrum based on the fact that one of them posts everything that they watch. So everything they watch ever, there's like an obviously a thing to find the thing you watch and post the yeah. thing you watch. Um, and they always post it at the same time of day every day. And it's always like, oh, it's this first, then this. I'm doing this, then this, then bed. And they're always just like, movie one, movie two, now I'm off to bed. Every night. <laughs> Every night it happens. There's another one who has an obsession with uh, cars. So, like, everything's like cars. Car this, car that, here's a car, another car, that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Um, and people on the spectrum don't tend to post pictures of themselves. So I've noticed that a lot of people on the spectrum that use social media won't really post pictures of them yeah but they will post pictures of the things they've got their current obsession about so you'll see that stuff appear on social media is the thing that they're currently into and then all of a sudden one day that will disappear and then they start posting new things about yeah. something else so like the traits that you'd look for in someone <clears throat> um to find out on the spectrum when you're talking to them can be done through social media as well but Obviously, those of us that use social media, obviously, when you talk to someone in face-to-face that's on the spectrum, they're not going to tell you about their obsessions. They're not going to tell you what movies they watched the night before. They're not going to do that kind of stuff. You yeah. just figure that out once they get to know you. Whereas with Facebook, they just post it and everyone they know. And if they've got like over 100 friends, all those 100 people will see what this person is doing. So yeah. um, it makes them appear more social because they're using social media. Because they'd never tell someone, oh, I'm really into this car. This car's just come out. They just keep it to themselves, you know, yeah. unless you start a conversation about cars. And then that's how you discover they've got an obsession. So in, in that sense, would you say it's easier to spot or more difficult to spot? Well, I don't know. Like, it's easier to spot if you know what you're looking for. But even yeah. then, you're looking for patterns. So, yeah. like, you know, like, for me, if I'm talking to someone... Um, if I'm talking to someone that's on the spectrum and I've never met them before, but they're doing stuff, it, it takes me about half an hour, 40 minutes of talking to someone where I kind of figure they might be. Whereas on Facebook, it's harder because you're not posting constantly. So um, you just you just uh, you just notice it over time. You notice like a pattern in stuff. So it's harder in that sense, but it is still doable. But to those that don't know what they're looking for, this person looks like they've got like a normal, that kind of thing, which I suppose it's 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 different because it's harder to spot those in the spectrum if you go just off the social media, if you don't know what they're looking for. Yeah. Because they're posting just as much as everybody else. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's 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 difficult. Um, I mean, you don't use social media at all. No. You literally use it to check this so now with our like posts on our page and on our group you talk to the people on our group and people in our page and that kind of thing but i don't think i've ever seen you post anything on facebook or instagram no i've got you on both uh but i've never seen you post anything yeah i don't i think i used to a little bit more when i was younger but a lot younger not just a few years ago as in like maybe when i was 15 16 to try and fit in i did a little bit more but I don't do selfies. I don't like pictures of my face. So that's, I don't really put many pictures up. In fact, like, I don't think there's any pictures. Maybe there's like one or two pictures of just me, but any other picture will be me with other people. Cause yeah, I don't, 
and definitely don't do pictures of my own face and any pictures that I have posted will be from years ago um I don't really I don't really understand social media like I don't get because obviously some people they live on it and they most people live yeah, on it, yeah they're on it all the time that to me is I don't really see the point for me especially because I don't I don't have that many friends and I don't really care what people I know are up to. Yeah. Um, so I don't need to keep up to date on what's going on with other people that I know because that isn't something that really bothers me. Uh, so I sometimes, so the only thing that I would say I get wrapped up in like social media wise is sometimes on Instagram, I get wrapped up in um, like wildlife accounts or because I really like animals so if there's an account that's on animals and not just like a not one that just posts pictures of like dogs yeah but like ones that post pictures of some a specific type of bear and then the caption is what I'm really into. I look at the picture, but I care about the caption. If the caption describes to me, like, what species of bear this is and where you can find it and what it eats and, like, it gives you facts. I love that. Like, I'll be scrolling through and learning different things about these animals for ages. But that's the only thing I can think of where I'm on social media. And I don't do that very often. It's just sometimes if I happen to stumble across it, I'll be really interested. Um, but I don't, I don't feel the need to let people know what I'm up to. Um, it's in the same way that I'm not very good at staying in touch with people. If people send me a message, I don't often reply. Um, I'm kind of like that with social media. I don't feel the need to message people on there. Or if I see it's someone's birthday, I don't send them a happy birthday. If I... If I see something that someone will like, I don't usually share it to their page or anything like that. I just don't, I don't, I don't really see the point. Um, Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get what you mean. Um, But then I think it's like a reflection of you because you have never tried to like blend in or appear NT or anything like that. True, yeah. Like I I do all the things that you've kind of said i don't post that much stuff anymore but like i used to post all the time i used to do like a status a day yeah um but that's because i found it was a new way to appear normal yeah but the trouble is with that is it gives the impression that you're nt um and that is a bad thing in the sense of i found that the more i use social media the more stuff i was being invited to uh, and <laughs> yeah. there was more things I had to try and get out of that I didn't want to go to. So I'd try and like bail on everything I was being invited to because people were inviting me. Yeah. Because they were like, he seems like a normal, fun guy. Look at uh-huh. all this stuff he's doing and like statuses I was writing and things I was posting on other people's walls that they liked, you know? And I kind of found that, that, kinda, that it was it was just a way to improve my nt appearance like social media for me to start off with was like this is great and like it helped me with things like um if i had like bill problems or um you know i had a customer service problem with someone because i can't call 
like people to complain or call people to say i don't think this is right and this needs sorting but when they're like oh you can message us on facebook i was like can i that's nice yeah yeah i'll just do that uh and like so i found it was a good way to do that same way of talking to people that i didn't actually want to talk to because i don't like using the phone i realized i could use facebook to message people so it was a good way to do that. I mean, once I got diagnosed and once I realized that I need to be more comfortable with like my autism, I kind of backed away from social media altogether in that sense. Like now I don't put happy birthday on people's walls. I mean, I don't post anything on Facebook or that kind of thing. I still check Facebook, but I don't really like put anything on there myself. Yeah. I put the odd thing every now and then. Uh, so every now and then I'll post something on Instagram on my personal account for... Um, do you know what I mean? Like animal stuff. So like I've got a few pets. Uh, if anything do anything weird, I've posted the odd picture here and there. Um, but I I think it's more out of like an old habit. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's good. I suppose it's good that I've backed away from it because uh, it did like attract a lot of like attention to me, which made people start like asking me to go to stuff and inviting me to things or uh, do you know what I mean? I I was just kind of like, yeah, this is great. I'm great. I'm appearing in tea. This is awesome. And then people were just like, hey, come to this party. Come to this party. Why don't you come to this party? And I'd be like, oh, my God, this is worse than when I used to talk to people about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think there's, uh, like, this isn't really social media, but things I love are things like Amazon. I love being able to just order something. I don't have to go to the shops. I don't have to look around a shop or work out what shop it's going to be in. I can just order something. I get it delivered to a locker, so I don't even have to deal with, like, a delivery guy. Yeah, you do do that, yeah. I just anonymously go to a locker, pick it up. There's no one there that I have to speak to. Take it home. And that's, like, a shopping experience done without having to have any sort of human interaction. There's things like that that I love. Um... I know it's not social media, but it's, I don't know, it's technology. So I'm going to talk about it. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Um, Like, I use the lockers now. Yeah. uh, Because I used to obsess about, uh, am I going to be in? Will I then have to go to the post office with that little red card to go get it? Like, it used to drive me mad when I have something delivered. What day is it coming? Am I going to be there? Should I be at work? Am I not going to be at work? Am I going to be home? I'd spend all my time sat quietly in my room waiting for, like, the doorbell, waiting for the thing to come. So the locker thing, yeah, totally. Yeah, and um, I find that really helpful because I... Like, one thing I didn't realise that I would be as bad at as apparently I am is... I mean, I knew, I knew, I knew that supermarkets aren't good for me or shops in general aren't good for me, especially if I haven't got any headphones and headphones are like my barrier but the other day I just popped to Sainsbury's I think I was on my lunch break at work and I didn't take any headphones with me because I was like oh I'm just gonna nip in there grab something leave and I think because it's been so long since I've been in a shop without headphones threw me massively to the point where I thought I'm never gonna shop in person again and genuinely started looking at where I could do my online shopping because it's it's the people it was like it was loud and bright and all of that stuff that's annoying but also just people were stopping right in front of me and then I was almost walking into people or they were walking too slowly in front of me but you know when people aren't sure whether they want to turn down an aisle so you're walking and then they just stop and you almost walk into them that's really frustrating to me and I really also hate 
having to walk behind someone who's walking slower than I am. That's mm-hmm. like something that really bothers me. And I think I was noticing it more because I didn't have my headphones in, which sort of calmed me down. But as soon as I left Sainsbury's and I was worked up, genuinely thought I was going to have a meltdown. But I was like, no, you've got to go back to work. So you need to just like take a minute quickly in a like go to the quietest part that you can find and just chill out for a minute. But um, I think that happened. And then I did, I was looking at where I could do my online shopping because I did feel like I'm, I never want to go shopping again. And I think, um, I think it's hard to say whether social media and this online stuff is good or bad for people on the spectrum. Because for me, I think it's good I don't use the social media, but I definitely use like online shopping. I love the fact that I there's two supermarkets near where I live and I always pick one of them over the other because it's got self-service checkouts. Yeah. And I love that. I actually I, I love it. And then the thought of having to go to the other one and deal with the checkout with the actual human person freaks me out. Mm. that one's open later but even if i really need to go shopping uh but only the one's open i'll just wait until the one with the self-service is open the next day i'll just go without the food and wait until i can go to that one which i i know it's not a good thing in the sense that maybe i'm just completely alienating myself from everything but equally it just for me it makes life easier like I feel more comfortable and I do like that about social media I do like the fact that uh for example with the new we have new guys starting at work yeah I like the fact that I always say to them any questions just send me a Facebook message I never say just come ask me yeah because I would rather they did it over Facebook. I can respond to them there. I don't want to have to talk to someone new. Yeah, I mean, typing a message on Facebook is well easy talking to people. Yeah. Um, like, it's my preferred way of talking to anyone yeah. um, is through social media because it's much easier than a face-to-face conversation. You have time to plan what you're going to say, uh, what you're going to write. Um, my only issue with it, though, uh, is when I'm talking to people face-to-face, it's easier to understand what they actually mean than talking to somebody through social media. Social media takes the anxiety out of having a conversation with someone you don't know or someone you don't want to talk to or just conversations in general. Yeah. Like I've said before, on my days off when I'm not at work, I don't talk to anyone. Like, I make sure I don't make a noise out of my mouth for the whole day. Yeah. Uh, so everything is typed on social media because I can talk to people still without actually having to talk to them. Um, if people ring me on my days off, I tend not to answer the phone However, I will then message them on Facebook and go, what's up? (laughs) Um, It doesn't mean that I'm ignoring my phone. It just means I don't want to talk. But the thing I found with social media is obviously stay away from any of the people that have like debates or conversations about stuff or talk about things that because like trying to get in those like NT arguments that people use social media a lot to argue their points and like that kind of thing. And obviously I follow a lot of political stuff. Uh, not because I'm, I wouldn't say I'm massively political, but politics interests me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I'm really like an activist or feel strongly about anything to the point where I feel like I've got to do something about it, but I like following it. it I would has, say it's a special interest of yours. Yeah. It has like loads of weird patterns and, uh, things, but however, people on social media that talk <laughs> about that kind of stuff, like even if it's things like Brexit or stuff like yeah. that, I will read the comments and like find certain things interesting and watch all these people like going mental at each other 
calling each other names, going crazy and that kind of thing. But I know not to comment myself because people that I suppose are NT will comment on something on Facebook or Instagram or that kind of thing. And if they get a lot of abuse or like get into an argument, they think this is an argument. This is a this is a you know social media thing for yeah. me and most people on the spectrum. If someone starts arguing with me, I it becomes very consuming of my day all of a sudden. <laughs> like I uh, I start thinking like why are they what what like and then like. I start trying to like argue back and tell them that they're wrong. Um, and obviously like with like black and white thinking and that kind of thing, I know that what I'm saying is the right thing. And I know that what they're saying is the wrong yeah. thing. So I spend all my time telling them they're wrong and they're telling me that I'm wrong. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And like I start getting like obsessive about it. I start like going around my flat thinking like, what is this person on about? Like, what are they talking about? Like I keep picking my phone up and going, they haven't replied yet. Why haven't they replied yet? They haven't replied yet because they know I'm right. That's why they've not replied. And then there's a reply and I'm like, ooh, like, do you know what I mean? So like, I know not to get involved in that stuff anymore, but I used to a lot with like social media. I used to like go, uh, here's why you're wrong. And then like, it just, all day, all day I'm thinking about it. Like, um, look at some of the things that happen at work when I'm having like confrontation with someone. Like there was something that happened yesterday that like, I could have just dropped it, but like, it was all day with me. Um, Like if I get to any sort of confrontation with anyone, um, I won't drop it. Like I'm in it, I'm in it then. I'm in it until it's over, (laughs) until I've got like the end result that I'm after. Um, And if I don't get the end result I'm after, it's days of being like, ooh, What's their problem? Like um, when I parked the car on on my driveway and someone left a note on my car. How long did I go on about that note for? It was like a week. (laughs) Um, So like, I stay out of that kind of thing with social media. Previously when I was in it, I used to get involved in that kind of stuff and uh, it just becomes obsessive. I don't understand just to drop it or I don't understand like that kind of thing, which would be the same. I'm kind of like that in person with people as well. Um, I'm quite argumentative, but not because... I'm stubborn or small-minded. It's just, for me, I only one thing makes a logical, like, yeah. sense to me. Uh, and then anything else doesn't make sense to me. So when someone's trying to tell me that what I'm thinking is wrong and what they're thinking is the right way, like, I just can't comprehend how they've come to that conclusion. Um, and instead of me going, uh, oh, yeah, that's interesting, like, and how have you made that decision? I just sort of go, no. No, 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 that is not it. So yeah, and social media is a nightmare for that. People fight on social media constantly. So I've learned to like go into, because I use Twitter mainly for like, because politicians use Twitter more than anything else. Yeah. So on Twitter, I just follow politicians. I have nobody else I follow except people that are political. And just watching, like, and it doesn't matter what side they're on, left, far right, whatever, like I'll follow everybody. (laughs) Like I've got like, I follow some like UKIP guys. I follow like Labour guys, Conservative guys, Lib Dem guys, Green Party. I follow like anyone that I've ever heard their name be mentioned on like the news or like in like political anything. I'm like, who's this guy? This guy sounds crazy. Listen to these like mental views this guy has. Follow. And then like I'll watch him post this like crazy like (laughs) right wing like mentality that I just think he's nuts but like I'll never get involved like I'll then go into the comments of a stump comment he's made and just see all these left-wing people like blah 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 like this is wrong you're wrong this is wrong right-wing people you're wrong this is wrong I'm just like look at this this is crazy but I I just sit and read it like I don't I don't involve myself like I've never picked a side like just because I've got like UKIP doesn't mean I follow UKIP but if you ever look at like who I follow on Twitter it's mental you'd never be able to tell like 
what side of anything I'm on, and I'm not. I just I find it interesting. But in the past, I would have only followed the people that I'm actually like like agree with. Yeah. And then anybody else that posted stuff, I'd have gone, "You're wrong." Yeah. Um, and it would have drove me mad. So like I, I've stopped doing that. But this is where I was saying the problem is with like messages and Facebook Messenger and that kind of thing. Um, bit of a tangent there, but no, it's good. Um, I liked it. People don't put emotion or tone when they write a message. So yeah. there's been loads of times where someone sent me something where they've been like sarcastic or uh, they've meant it in a certain way. And I don't get emojis. When people put emojis on stuff, I don't read emojis. Like you can put whatever face you want on there. I do not look at whatever that yeah. yellow, yellow face is doing. I do, most of the time, I don't even notice they're there. Yeah, I don't. So there have been times where people have said stuff and I've like gone mental um, yeah. and gone, what are you talking about? Or this, that, the other. Or there's been times where they've told me something that's quite emotionally like upsetting for them, but they sent me in a Facebook message. So I've just gone, oh, that's that's uh, hmm. that's a bit awkward, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? So like, I find I have pro- problems reading like emotion and tone in social media as well. So like, I found that sometimes someone sent me a message and I've totally misinterpreted the tone of what they're saying, and like, I've either had a go or I've like taken it like too lightly what the thing they're asking me is i do that a lot i misinterpret people's messages all the time like i always think that not always but if someone said something and i can't work out why they've said it which is a thing that i think when you're having a conversation with someone they can just say it off the bat but if someone's typed it i always think well they've gone through the effort of typing it so why have they said that and I start like looking into things way more than probably like the person typing it has like they've just probably asked a question but because I'm not very good at like this typing thing like I don't really I don't really communicate with people via this typing (laughs) I sound really like out of date but I'm I'm probably better with phone calls which I don't think many people on the spectrum are but like (laughs) if people type I think they've gone through the effort of typing this. So what do they mean by this? And a lot of the time I'll just go with, they must be annoyed at me then because why I don't understand why else they could have sent this message or I don't get what they've just said. And I also get quite a lot of people thinking that I'm annoyed at them because of the way I message. But I don't really understand how to put emotion into a message so if I um, if I respond to someone, if I am if I think that people are going to think I'm rude, I try I put like a ha ha in every message so that they try and get that I'm being lighthearted. But then it looks weird, and if you look at any of my messages, you'll be like, why is there a random ha ha? There's nothing funny in this message, but there's a random ha ha. But that's just me trying to be like, see, I'm in a good mood. Um, Again, I'm not, I don't really do emojis. I don't really understand the point and I don't see them when people put them in messages to me. So that's the same. But um, yeah, I I definitely get quite a lot of people going, um, people not understanding that I've been joking or I definitely get, if anything, I find it more stressful having a typing conversation. I like it a lot of the time but sometimes it's more stressful for me especially if I'm don't really know the person or I haven't like say I haven't spoken to someone all day and then I get a message from them then I don't know if 
they're in a good mood or a bad mood or what they're saying is like a positive thing or a negative thing. If I've spoken to someone, like say I've seen someone at work and they've been fine with me, but then they've gone home, they've forgotten something, so they're messaging me to ask me, I think, well, they were in a good mood earlier with me, so this is probably like fine. Whereas if I haven't spoken to someone all day and I don't know what sort of mood they're in, when they send me a message, I do kind of read it and think, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> and I think for me, like, I find it really confusing. And I don't know why, but it is definitely a thing. Or, I'm like, I do not like phone calls with people I'm not close with at all. But if it's someone that I'm really close with, uh, I find phone calls a lot easier because one, they're quicker. I don't like waiting on responses. That's like the worst thing ever because I don't know if they've read it. I don't know when they're going to respond. So I would rather just call someone and have an instant, this is the answer, especially if I've got a question. So for, for that, calls are easier for me. And also like I, if it's someone I know, then I know what our conversations are like. So I can grasp from a talking conversation if we're okay. Whereas if it's a type in one, the amount of times I just assume, oh, well, they must be annoyed at me then. But for no rhyme or reason, just because I haven't understood. Um, I think that's probably, I mean, that's my own fault. It's not a social media problem. That's a problem with me and the way I understand things, I think. But yeah, I don't know. I definitely find that slightly more difficult than uh, like a face-to-face -face conversation. Just the understanding, like what you say, but I think I probably am worse at it than you are. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. Well, it's it's interesting in the sense of like when you when you're on the spectrum and talking to someone face to face, you don't understand emotion, tone, or any of that kind of stuff. But then equally, if they use literal interpretations of emotion, tone, like with emojis and that kind of thing, you still don't notice it. Which is yeah. uh, it's just a weird thing that we both do that. But um, I suppose yeah, if you you don't mind the phone calls, but I say like I need to ask someone something. Yeah. Um, and I physically won't know I can't do it face to face. I found it easier to just send them a message. Yeah. Um, but equally, I don't want to talk to them on the phone. So like some people just like just ring me and I'll message back with I can't. Uh, and they're like, why? And, you know, I'll just be like, I'm at work or I'm here, even if I'm not doing anything, even yeah. if I'm like actually at home doing nothing, I'll be like, oh, I'm working or I can't do just message it. I prefer just to do it through message. And that gives me time to do it. But then, because like, if you're talking to somebody on the phone, they might say things that you don't want to hear. But like, sometimes I'll message someone something, so like, say something quite serious, like send the message. Yeah. Um, and then my phone goes off, and like, I'm like, oh, they've replied. And then I look, and there's their name, and it says they've replied. I've got time to <laughs> get myself prepared before I read the reply. Whereas like on a phone call. It's all going to happen all in one go and you're going to get the resolution and get it all sorted like there and then. And like for me, I like the option to do it in bits. So I find that easier to send a message on Facebook saying something that I've meant to say to someone for a while but can't tell them to their face. And then I see the reply and I just think, oh, I wonder what they're going to say now. Yeah. Uh, and then like I just get myself ready to read the reply. Whereas, yeah, trying to tell someone something over the phone or to the face is hard because then you've got to have it there and then. Um, and if I get confused and don't think about what they're saying, my response could be the completely wrong response or I could say something completely like what I'm not supposed to say. So I found with like social media and that kind of thing, I can break my conversation down into segments, which gives me time to think about what I'm saying and what they're saying 
faster you know I mean yeah. not faster easier so like I can send a reply I can think about what message I'm going to type for a while before I type it get it worded right to how I think it should be send it take time to think about what I've just sent and what they've just said then their reply wait for a bit get myself ready to read it read it read it a few times till I've got it to what I think they mean send another one and do it that way <coughs> in a person or a phone call I can totally misinterpret what they're saying and totally not get the conversation and end up either starting a full-on fight because I've got into fights with people over nothing uh, and I'm not still like there'll be sometimes after the fights happened where I've just gone how did that happen why did we just start shouting at each other Um, and it's just because I said something but I didn't mean it the way I said it but I didn't know how to structure it properly so I've said it and then they've massively reacted. <laughs> uh, and then I've gone off like, whoa, why are they so angry? And then I start getting angry. I'm just like, you're overreacting. I don't think you get what I'm saying. And then before you know it, I'm just, me and this person are like fully arguing. <laughs> and then the argument's over and I'm just kind of like, what just happened? Like, why did that happen? Whereas I found with like social media, uh, that doesn't happen because there's, I can plan it. I got time to like, it's like having a... 10 minute conversation over the space of like a day so I've got time to like break it up so I can talk about it but the trouble is is a lot of people when it's a big complicated situation uh they go call me because and I I just have to reply with no yeah I think um I think we're different there because I don't re don't really get angry so I've never found that a conversation in person has led to an argument whereas if it had been done on social media it wouldn't because I don't really argue um I don't I can't like I think I think that's like for you it makes sense why that would be like easier whereas for me because I don't really do arguing um I don't I don't really have like a a short fuse that's just gonna go yeah i suppose i mean it makes it i mean i I don't know if i've got a short fuse but i do tend to like i do tend to fly off the handle a lot like when i've misinterpreted what somebody said but that's that's not with every conversation so sometimes i misinterpret what people say and i don't get angry so say like someone's making a joke and i don't get them making a joke my reaction to that is not anger it's just if I'm having a conversation with someone about something that just needs to be resolved because the two of us have a difference of opinion, um, that can end up with me becoming angry. But I felt like ever since like being a child, like that is just my reaction to something. If I'm agitated or confused, um, I tend to go to angry straight away. Um, but I, I've never really understood why I do. Um, but yeah, anger seems to be my like default reaction to if I don't yeah. understand what somebody's saying or what's going on or if like um someone's just talking to me in a way that i don't i don't like uh or it doesn't make sense to me why they're being that way uh but i can also like it's out of frustration like as well sometimes people want to have a conversation with me at the point where i'm not i don't want to talk about it uh but they feel like you know we need to just get it resolved and then i'm just like oh okay whereas like i say with social media you can just pick and choose when you want to do that which is nice yeah that's true yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I think it's a good thing or a bad thing because I can see I can definitely see both sides of it. I can see it's a good thing because it alleviates a lot of stress. Um 
the stress of having to talk to people is you yeah. don't really get that with social media uh it is a way to be social without having to be social if you don't like being social yeah and because um, empty people are more social on social media now uh than they are probably in real life a little bit um, yeah. it makes it easier because then like you remember how like people would insist on like coming round or yeah. or ringing you or that kind of thing if you just talk to them on like whatsapp facebook that kind of thing uh that kind of keeps them at bay for a few days yeah you know so you've got that which is nice yeah um but then i can see why it's a bad thing in that well i don't know i say it's a bad thing it's a bad thing in that you can kind of shut yourself away and not be social however uh if you're on the spectrum and you're one of the people on the spectrum that wants to be shut away because not everyone does there are some people on the spectrum who like being social but if you're one of those people who doesn't want to uh talk to people or like do the social thing i don't know why that would be a bad thing because i'm one of those people like i like talking to people sometimes but it's not a common thing and i like my days off to be like by myself i don't i don't on my days off feel the need to hang out with people so i don't know i don't know if it is a bad thing. it's probably a good it's probably a better thing than a bad thing well it's good for like your special interests as well oh it's so um, good for especially if you've got your special interests, there's definitely gonna be a facebook page or a twitter feed or something like that yeah like look i mean like i mean on facebook like i follow like loads of like horror sites and like horror groups and like that kind of thing that tell me about stuff that's coming out or things I didn't know or like nice little facts about stuff yeah I use Twitter because I collect politicians uh yeah. do you know what I mean like top trumps like yeah, you, yeah no you matter do. who they are someone says a politician's name I'm like ooh, yeah. add like just so I've got all of them yeah like like so I've got a nice selection of every politician I've ever heard of and just watch them all like with their like weird theories about stuff so I've got that. Twitter's like my weird like thing for that. It's the only reason I use Twitter. I've got no reason for it other than my yeah. uh, collection collection of uh, MBs. <laughs> uh, and then like yeah, I use Facebook for like vegan stuff, horror stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously like things like this, you've got to think like it's good for like autistic awareness because obviously if you look at all like the groups that are on our Facebook page um, and other Facebook pages that exist on autism, people go and like ask questions about autism that get replies to stuff like you can't just do that you couldn't just go up to someone like on the spectrum because you don't know if they are or aren't and if you find out they are it's harder to just ask them questions about stuff um whereas like the sponsors we give to like questions on there are good in the sense of people can say stuff uh, and we'll answer it whereas i think if somebody asked me to my face yeah uh, well it's different from me people ask me to my face I'm alright to answer it but I feel like if somebody asked you something to your face about autism I think you'd be a little bit like uh, I don't want to even want to talk about it um, whereas on here when people ask questions you're all fine like with that kind of thing yeah that's true and people uh, meet each other that way because like obviously we've got people that listen to our podcast in different countries people that are on our Facebook page from different countries you get messages from people like you couldn't do that no that's so true. like it's good in the sense of like people are now talking in our group to each other that wouldn't have done we've had loads of people have said that the podcasts have been helpful because we're covering stuff because we're just having these conversations and i feel like our whole thing our whole thing we're doing now wouldn't work without social media so like i think for raising awareness about autism which is something that's needed it's definitely good for that Uh, and helping people talk to each other about their own versions of it and how to cope with stuff like there's loads of like autistic pages on facebook are everywhere yeah um and i see people all the time going on there you know like because there are people on the spectrum that don't want to be on their own all the time 
but just want to meet people that are on the spectrum also. Yeah. So you just get people just like, do you want to talk? And they would never do that. You'd never get an autistic person go into like a cafe and go, I'm on the spectrum. Who else in here yeah. is on the spectrum? Do you want to come and sit with me and let's talk about it? Yeah, never happened. But like so people go on Facebook pages and go, uh, I'm on the spectrum. Does anybody else want to talk to me? I want to talk to people. And then a random stranger will go, yeah, I'm on the spectrum. Want to talk? Fine. Then a private message starts between the two of them. And they're just having chats about being on the spectrum. Yeah. Without Facebook, these two people would never just go up to each other and start talking. Yeah, that's but true. But there's that comfortable thing of just being able to type, you know, jabbing a bit of glass with your thumbs is yeah. talking to someone. You know what I mean? Like that's so much easier than uh like face-to-face communication um, that's so true also like i hadn't really thought about that but i am not a big talker on social media i don't talk but i do like seeing questions that i'm interested in i definitely like seeing people's responses um so like on the autistic pages i find it really interesting especially if i see a question that i think that really resonates with me what do other people say and then i see like ideas and stuff and i follow uh, like the local vegan running club uh, here, I follow that page. I never, ever, ever talk to anyone on it or respond. But I really like seeing what they've got to say because they'll have found these new like vegan running shoes and I'll be like interested in how they work or like they'll give really good ideas for like a meal before a race and I'll think that's a good idea. Like I'll take that on board and I, I love learning and I think I do use social media as much as I can as a way of learning. Like I said, with the Instagram, I do like to learn facts about things that I'm interested in. So yeah, I suppose I hadn't really thought of it for that, but it is, I definitely think for people on the spectrum, especially it's really good to find Facebook groups of things that you're interested in because it it actually is really interesting to hear people just talk about it and it's not like reading an article that's backed up with facts or anything like that it's good to just hear people's opinions because opinions aren't always like a hundred percent correct but it's just interesting it is it's nice to get different perspectives so yeah i hadn't i hadn't thought about that but that's actually a really good yeah yeah i mean i like to do the same thing i like to look at people's like theories or opinions on stuff and spend sometimes thinking like how at what like how have they gone from like birth to now and this is how they see things uh i like the fact that like especially with a lot of nt people that they it can be the same subject yeah but both of them see the same subject completely differently yeah. that kind of thing interests me but not because I'd never get involved in it because for me, I need to have like, like yourself, it needs to be, this is how it is. I don't like stuff that's got loads of interpretation. But if it's something that I'm not too interested in, but just interested in the sense of how have these same two people, same like news articles that go on the, the news and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, like stuff that goes up that's like, I don't know, like you've got something that's like crazy. It's one thing that's happened. And then there's two opposing sides to the same thing. Yeah. Watching them both talk about the same thing, but... In a completely... Completely different. And they both got completely different opinions on it is crazy. And I could never see that. I could never watch NT behaviour in real life. Do you know what I mean? I could never find someone that's one side of an argument and another side of the argument and watch them have a conversation about it and watch like NT... And watching people get like massively like passionate or like emotional or... So I found it in a way good for me because um, I don't know a lot about NT behavior really. 
Um, I found it a good way to understand NT people better social media because you can see how they react to stuff. I know a lot of people use Facebook as a way to project themselves in a way that's not how they actually are, but it's how they want to be perceived. Mm. Um, But I also find that interesting. I find that interesting to know someone and know how they are and then see how they are on Facebook and be like, you're not like that. Yeah. Um, So I find it as a good way to understand the NT world a lot easier. Uh, And like I say, the political stuff. That is a good way to watch NT people talk to each other. Um, Same with like veganism or autism. Watching NT people talk on on autistic pages is interesting as well. But I find that different when NT people talk on autistic pages. It's interesting to see that they're interested and they're trying to get involved. Like There's a few people that listen to our podcast that are NT and talk on our page and that kind of thing. And I like NT people that like get involved um, in it because they have some like genuine questions or... They actually understand more than they think they do. They think they've never really understood their like child partner, that kind of thing. But then, like they say stuff, and I'm like, no, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that is how that is. Um, I uh, I just thought as well, this is a different type of social media, but I think it's probably better for people on the spectrum is like online dating. Yeah, um, I mean, my last. My last girlfriend, that's how I met her. Yeah. Uh, Because I can't go out and meet people. Yeah. So for things like that, if you're someone on the spectrum that's interested in getting into a relationship, and I imagine there are plenty of times where it will go wrong. However, I think that's just online dating in general. You're definitely going to think you're like getting along with someone and then you're going to meet them in person and you're going to think, no. I think that's dating in general. That's dating in general, yeah. (laughs) But... For someone on the spectrum, if you aren't the sort of person to like go to go out clubbing and meet someone there, or I don't really know how people meet in general, but like if you're not the sort of person that does that and doesn't want to like join a new team or have a new hobby where you might meet new people, yeah, night classes, yeah, it's a good way to have access to lots of people and sort of filter through the ones that you think, and it could lead to relationships. Like, I definitely think for that sense. That's probably more people on the spectrum will get in relationships through that yeah. than would have got in relationships had that not have been a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's difficult because you're dealing with something emotional with online dating. So yeah. the way you talk to people and the things you're after and that kind of thing, and obviously what you put in your profile is interesting. I think one of my profiles that I had when I used to do it is I put that I was on the spectrum in my profile. Yeah, just to let people know, like that's how it is. But that didn't actually stop me getting messages from NT people anyway. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, I would say it's more good than bad for social media for us uh, because those on the spectrum were able to get out there more, I suppose, even if it's just digitally. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, it's not like before social media, we were just going out there and meeting people and now we're closing down. I think before we just didn't do anything and didn't go out. Yeah. But now we've got like some sort of presence in the world. It's just a digital one because that's easier for us. Yeah. I don't know whether for NT people it's a good thing because I don't know. I definitely hear all the time like social media will be the end of like society. And maybe that's true. Like maybe with NT people, it's almost the opposite. Like they're almost shutting down to just digitally and not face-to-face but if we never had the face-to-face to to begin with and again like this is really broad this isn't like everyone on the spectrum yeah but uh if a lot of people on the spectrum didn't have the face-to-face originally now they've got something so maybe it's i don't know i would say it's a good thing for people on the spectrum yeah i think so um it's definitely got more pros and cons you just got to make sure you don't get sucked into 
trolling or arguments with people. That's the other thing you've got to avoid. I think yeah. we're more gullible to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, like, obviously people that post opinion as fact yeah. on Facebook as well. Like, you've got to watch out for that on the spectrum. Because, obviously, if we take a lot of things literally... I have like sometimes read stuff and just thought, really? And then I didn't realise that it was... Uh, An opinion. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realise that it wasn't factually correct until I took a bit of thing. But my initial reaction was, oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I think once you get around that stuff, uh, I, I reckon I think it's more positive for us, uh, especially for like raising awareness and helping like the NT world uh, just have a better understanding of what happens with us. Yeah. I think it's good for that, definitely. But yeah, that's it. I believe, according to the counter, that we are... It's been an hour. Yes. Uh, thanks, everyone, again, for listening to the podcast. Thank you. I think we've got two more weeks of questions asked by people. It uh, doesn't mean then that's it. We're not taking any more questions. If anybody else has got anything you want us to talk about, we we'll still will. It, yeah. um, we've got our own topic still to do. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm liking the people's questions because... I they're thinking of stuff I didn't think of social media especially is something that I have thought about in the past but have never really thought of adding it into the podcast topic so we've got to do that um so next week is another week and I think the week after will be a week where we're talking about stuff from other people but if anybody else wants us to have a conversation about anything either go on our group which is on our Facebook page um I think my mum said it's not that easy to find on the Facebook page, but it is on there. I think there's just a tab for groups somewhere on it. So there's that. Uh, yes. We can go on our, yeah, their mass murder thing. You can message us through any of the, where this podcast goes. Uh, private messages are also fine if you don't want to talk to everybody, but you just want to talk to one of us. Um, and yeah, that's it. It's at their Asperger's. And like I say, share it with people that you know that might be interested in this. I know some of our people that listen to this have already started sharing it with like family, yeah, friends and that you. kind of thing. Um, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say? No. You sure? Yes. You sure? Are you sound like you do? No. Uh, then, you know. Bye.